Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy Neal, and you're listening to The Hiker Podcast. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the podcast that gets to know the hikers behind the trekking poles, the podcast that asks the why questions of hiking, the podcast that takes a guy like me, Andy Neal, and asks hikers, how has hiking changed them and how are they changing the world around them? That's right. You're listening to the Hiker Podcast. I have to shout out our sponsors, of course, here on the Hiker Podcast, CS Instant Coffee, the best instant coffee on the trail. I'll be doing some giveaways here of some CS Instant Coffee, so make sure you listen and you follow me on Instagram at Andy Films and Hikes to find out how you can get a few packets and try out CS Instant Coffee. Of course, I'd be amiss if I didn't talk about Canock Outdoors. It's Canock, not Cnock, not Knock. Don't knock it, because it's Canock. <laughs> Makers of all your water storage needs, as well as the carbon fiber cork trekking poles. The trekking poles I try to break, but I can't do it. I've tried. I've tried really, really, really hard. Also, of course, we have our wonderful Patreons. Patreon is a great way you can support the podcast, support me. Um, we have Mike and Ray and Take Care Man and Lisa and Hannah and JF and Barbara and Mike and Allie and Elizabeth and Maggie and Ava and Renee and Alistair and Mike A and Ren and Tommy who support this podcast on a monthly basis. Thank you so much, all of you, for supporting what I do on here. And uh, you guys are awesome. If you want to support Hiker Podcast on Patreon, just go to the link in the description of this episode or go to hikerpodcast.com where all the information is there. And that's all the sponsorship. Wait, no, there's more. <laughs> I'm super excited. Uh, a little, little, little story here um, before we get more to the show. Um, I've started a partnership with Sawyer Products. Some of you may remember Sawyer Products was my first sponsor ever. And Sawyer makes permethrin so you can treat your clothes to keep ticks off of you they make the water filters that so many of us use on the trail backpacking hiking through hiking um and they're more than just an outdoor company uh, they're changing the world around us um i talk to people and hikers about how the outdoors has changed them and how they're changing the world around them well sawyer Working in the outdoors is not only serving hikers and outdoors people, they are changing the world around them as well. Um, it's been amazing to watch, and they have been an amazing sponsor. They believed in me when I had like 10 people listening to the podcast and um, had a conversation with them, and I'm doing a lot of um, different stuff on Instagram forum, and I'm excited to do it because I've been using their products forever now, since I first started hiking. And uh, so, yeah, Sawyer Products, when you when you um, get ready to listen to the interview that's involved in this podcast, um, there's going to be a little, what we call in the biz, a mid-roll, a little one-minute commercial uh, with my friend Andrew, who's been on the show before, uh, talking about Sawyer Products. I'm excited to share that with you. But this week, this episode has been in the making because I didn't want to release this episode until I had Sawyer Products everything's set and ready to go because we're talking with a genuine Pacific Crest Trail through hiker. Sky Schneck is on the show. She shares her story not only of getting into hiking in the outdoors 
but also as a trail angel. So make sure you listen all the way through, check out her story and listen to the end because at the end, I'm just going to talk more and I like talking, but guys, um, without any further ado, after a quick word from our sponsor, Sawyer products, my conversation with PCT through hiker and trail angel sky Schneck. We're Sawyer, and since 1984, we've been creating technically better solutions for peace of mind in the outdoors. Why? Because we believe everyone deserves to be safe. We believe nature wants to be explored. We believe industry standards should be exceeded. We believe nonprofits deserve some of ours. And we believe the outdoors is a place for community, from the backcountry to the backyard. We're more than an outdoor company, and we believe a thank you is due to anyone who supports our products. Because of you, we spent a decade teaming up with over 140 charities in 80 countries, bringing Sawyer water filtration systems to people in need all around the world. You help us aid refugees, disaster zones, and life-saving efforts around the world, perhaps without even knowing it. So thank you from everyone here at Sawyer. Together, we are saving millions of lives. I love being able to highlight hikers who are around me who have hiked all over the country. I live in such an amazing place, and part of what I, I love to do on this podcast is is talk with other hikers who have called Ashland and Southern Oregon home. And we have Sky Schneck on the show this week, through hiker, outdoors woman on the show. Sky, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. So. Just go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, where you come from. It's something, conversation you might have with someone if you're just meeting them on the trail for the first time. Uh, well, I grew up in the Sierra uh, near Carson Pass, so I spent a lot of time camping and hiking growing up. Uh, I had never really gotten into backpacking until I was in my early 30s. I had moved to the city for my 20s, and I kind of lost touch with the outdoors and nature and I just became really stressed out and decided one day to try backpacking and it was I fell in love it was it's now my passion <laughs> so talk a little about growing up in the Sierras and that's a that's an area a lot of our listeners will be will be familiar with um you know there's always the dreaded Sierras and people talk about PCT hikes what was that like being in such a beautiful area of the country being surrounded by so much to do in the outdoors? Um, honestly, it's all I was used to. So I think I took it for granted and didn't really appreciate it until later in life being away. Um, I just didn't watch much TV as a kid, didn't have cell phones then. So I just spent a lot of time playing outdoors, building forts. <laughs> uh, me and my parents would go camping a lot. So... You said you later moved to the city and you kind of got away from that. And then the outdoors started calling you again. Talk a little bit about what was that process like for you when you, you got out away from what, you know, what you knew and, you know, in the Sierras, got into the city. Um, I myself, I'm, I'm a city kid. I grew up, you know, Los Angeles and Las Vegas. That, that was home. And so the outdoors, it was, it was a strange thing for me. Um, what was it about the outdoors that kind of called you back? And what was like that, the thing that said that 
was just calling you to try backpacking? Um, well, after 10 years in the city working a job I hated, I was stressed out, burnout. I needed a change in my life. I had been going through a lot of just negative things in my life. I was becoming bitter and angry with society, people in general, and I just needed to shake things up. And actually, before I got into backpacking, I started taking survival courses and I spent some time in the Amazon jungle doing survival skills, which was a really eye-opening experience. And when I got home from that, I wanted to continue being outdoors. And so I went to the Adirondacks and went backpacking and I had zero clue what I was doing. I just bought some gear and went with no preparation or research. And I was absolutely miserable. I had way too heavy of a pack and even though the trip was painful and miserable, for some reason, I loved it and I was hooked and it was just what I was looking for. And from there, I hiked the long trail in Vermont and then I backpacked in Patagonia and then I through hiked the PCT and I fell in love with the culture and the people and it restored my faith in humanity. It helped me heal um, I had time to think and process through my thoughts and, and self-reflect and it just, it was exactly what I needed. You had talked about, you went from having it being in survival class and then you, you came back and you wanted to stay in the outdoors. Um, what would you tell someone who spent, spent a lot of time in the city, doesn't really know the outdoors very well. Um, what what would you tell them is is so healing about the outdoors and being being in nature? Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you don't have all the background noise. It's just peaceful, and you have time to self reflect, and just the people too that you meet. It, there's so much kindness and generosity and being out there, you just, uh, I don't really know how to put it into words. It's just, it's kind of like meditating in a way. It's something, there's just something so relaxing about it. And it just puts my mind at ease. Uh, I used to struggle with anxiety and outdoors, out in nature, like my anxiety just melted away. It's it's funny because I, I I have dealt with a lot of the same stuff uh, with anxiety and you know growing up in larger cities that are, you know busy and bright and getting into the outdoors was extremely just calming and healing when I actually you know sat and was quiet and and listened and enjoyed it. Um, why do you think so many people don't realize that though? Are why are we as a society like so tied to our phones and tied to the noise? Um, I'm not really sure. I, I mean, I wish it wasn't like that. I, I, I wish more people would go out in nature and step away from their phones and have conversations face to face. It's, I find it sad. Like I go out to a restaurant and I look around and people are having lunch together yet. They're both on their phones instead of talking to each other. And yep, yep. I feel like people have with all the technology and, and stimu 
like all the everything going on is just people are getting lost in it and caught up in it and they're losing that connection to each other to nature I, I think it has a lot to do with just technology and the way things are progressing. I'm not really sure, but. Mm -hmm. So you've talked about the through hiking culture and um, though we've never met in person, I've, I've just, I saw you briefly at PCT days, but I, I meant to say hello, but I was only there for an hour and I had to, I had to go. Uh, but you've gotten really entrenched into the community, the through hiking community. First talk about, your experience of going on the Pacific Crest Trail, it's called the crown jewel of the, of the Triple Crown. Um, what was that like falling in love with not only, you already fall in love with backpacking and, and, and hiking, but with through hiking specifically, and that, that community and that culture that's very, very distinct in the outdoor world. Yeah, it, I mean, through hiking the Pacific Crest Trail changed my life. It changed my outlook. It changed everything. I want a completely different life. I don't want to go back to the life I used to have. Uh, the people restored my faith in humanity. You have people from all different walks of life, different careers, religions, races, ages, and none of it matters when you're on trail because you're all sharing this journey and experience together that other people will never understand unless they've experienced it themselves. And there's been times where my water filter was not working and I did not bring any backup. And another hiker came by, gave me some iodine tablets and I never saw her again. And it was just like the random acts of kindness like that. Like when I needed help, somebody was there and they helped me and none of the things matter. You make friends with people you would not normally think you would be friends with. Like one of my best friends, um, She's like 20 years older than me, and I love her. She's the greatest. And normally people kind of stick to making friends and socializing with people similar to them. And I love how on the PCT you have so many different types of people, and you'll get groups of people hiking together with ages ranging from 20 to 70 or 80, and they're all friends, and you become like a family. It's amazing to see this from the outside looking in um, that community that you do see on the PCT in the through hiking community. Just backing up a little bit, because I know, especially right now, we have a lot of new new hikers and listeners listening, and they may not know what a through hike is and specifically what the Pacific Crest Trail is. Can you give a brief overview of what is a through hike and talk about the Pacific Crest Trail specifically and what was it like getting to Campo, which is, you know, in California and starting that journey? So starting the trail in Campo, it was a bunch of mixed, mixed emotions, um, excitement, fear. Uh, gosh, I don't know. I just like stepped foot on trail and just started going and I kind of planned as I went. Uh, I had a support system back home to help me with like resupply boxes, which was a huge help, which is always nice when you have that. And I actually met people within the first 20 miles that I ended up hiking several hundred miles with, which was really cool. Talk a little bit about the, 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 the process as, as you're, as you're, 
traveling up from Campo all the way up into Washington, you said you're meeting so many different people, and this is something you can't do alone. You can't hike the Pacific Crest Trail by yourself. Talk a little bit about meeting people along the way, way, trail angels specifically, who are giving of themselves just to help out hikers. And they may not even be hikers themselves, but just to help out hiker trash along the way. What is a trail angel and what is it like being a hiker and receiving what is deemed trail magic? That's gifts from trail angels along the way to keep you going through that 2,600 plus miles. Uh, Trail angels are amazing. And I didn't know about them until I hiked the Pacific crest trail And the best was when it was unexpected. You would come up to a road crossing and they would give you a cold soda and it would just be the most amazing soda ever. You're in the hot desert, you're thirsty, you're hot, you're sweaty, everything hurts. And then all of a sudden someone just gives you a soda and it's magical. And then there's other times where it could be a ride or a place to sleep or shower or do laundry. Then there's Other times where it's a full cookout with tons of food and beer and like these people just do this out of the kindness of their heart. And it was amazing. And that was one of the things that helped restore my faith in humanity because it showed me there were still good and kind people out there. Because as you're traveling, I can imagine um, there are times where you're not, you're not sure what's going to happen next. You're not sure where the next water source is. You're not sure uh, how, you know, if you're going to get a hitch into town, can you talk about maybe a specific instance where you ran into a trail angel or experienced trail magic that really it's the, the one time on your trip that that really kind of just stands out to you on your, on your through hike, the one, the one trail angel, the one, instance of trail magic that really was just like the one that just like, wow, I will remember this for the rest of my life. Oh, I had coming into the Acton KOA, I had sprained my ankle and I was camped out near a fire station, I believe. And I was in a horrible mood. I had very low morale and I was wondering how I was going to make it and keep up with my trailing. I didn't want to fall behind. And I woke up that morning And a guy showed up with hot coffee and breakfast sandwiches from McDonald's. It was completely out of the blue and unexpected. And then another trail angel actually showed up and gave me a ride to the KOA so that I could rest my ankle and heal. And it just happened at the perfect time. Like the the breakfast followed by the ride, it boosted my morale. I had no idea how I was going to keep hiking at that point. And so it just, it really saved me. The help was there when I needed it. And it, it, I didn't even have to ask. It was just offered. And trailing just like, they don't expect any money in return. Is that right? They just, they just do it. Uh, For the most part, um, a lot of hikers will offer money. Um, Most trail angels will decline it, but some do accept Uh, especially if it's something like a long hitch, like around a fire closure, definitely like chip in for gas for that. But for the most part, they just do it to make the hikers happy because it makes them happier. At least it does for me when I trail angel. 
So talk about what you, what you do as a trail engineer. You, you've completed the Pacific Crest Trail, and you're in Ashland. Ashland is a place where hikers come through all the time. Uh, you know, they get off at Callahan's and they'll hitch into town. What do you do as as a trailing trail I mean, I've seen your spread on Instagram, what you do. I'm like, dang, this is more than just sticking a cooler out with some Cokes. You, you go all out. Yeah, my trail magic this past season was referred to as a vortex. There were several hikers who actually hung out for two, three days before hiking on because they just were having such a nice time relaxing. <laughs> Others would stop for a few hours during the midday heat. Um, yeah, that one was definitely my biggest. I had a tarp for shade, chairs for people to sit in and rest their backs. I had sandwiches, fresh fruit, veggies, cupcakes, beer, soda, water, uh, so many other things. Uh, another trail angel in Ashland, uh, came by and contributed as well. Um, other times I've just had like a smaller spread, just like a few things, uh, Sometimes I'll drive back and forth from Mount Ashland, Callahan's to town and give people rides. Whatever I have time or am able to do at the moment, I will do. And it's nice because when I'm not hiking myself, I get to still be a part of the community and I get to give back because it was such a wonderful feeling to receive trail magic. So I wanted to return the favor, kind of like pay it forward. And it's just nice to be able to still hang out with and talk with other hikers and still be a part of everything. So my next question is if someone has never done trail magic, I've, I've done, I've done some myself, mostly just rides from Callahan's. What is something they can do if they live near the CDT, the AT Arizona trail or the PCT? What are some maybe ideas they can do? And what are maybe some do's and don'ts about being a trail angel? Uh, Fresh fruit, veggies, cold beverages are always greatly appreciated. Hikers tend to want foods that they don't actually pack out themselves. They don't want to eat the same thing they've been eating on trail day after day. So, so don't bring a bunch of don't bring a bunch of cliff bars. Right. <laughs> yeah, they want they want fresh fruit, heavy things that are too heavy to necessarily pack out, things that are lacking in their diet or just I, I know I didn't get this trail magic, but I heard that there was a guy doing root beer floats. He somehow had dry ice and kept the ice cream frozen and did root beer floats on trail, which that is amazing. I'm not too sure about too many don'ts other than be nice to everybody, include everybody, you know, let the hikers control the conversation, you know, ask some questions about their hike, but kind of just let them say what they want to say and let them guide the conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's been, it's, it's been a bit since you, you completed the Pacific Crest Trail, you've been very much involved in the community. What else are you doing within the hiking community? I saw you at a booth at PCT days. What, what else are you up to? Are you doing trail magic? What else is going on? Oh, well, actually, I have one more thing to add about the trail magic. Oh, one don't would be don't leave trash behind. Don't leave food unattended that animals can get into. Follow, leave no trace. Like, clean up the area you're in. And if you set up, don't set up on vegetation. Find an area where you're not going to disturb the environment. 
and definitely make sure everything is picked up before you leave and always stay with your trail magic. It Every time I've come across coolers of food left on trail, it ends up getting filled with trash. No one comes back to get it or an animal mm-hmm. gets in it. And next thing you know, you have wrappers spread around everywhere. So definitely don't leave unattended food and always pick up everything. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh it's disheartening when people leave those styrofoam coolers out there and like, Oh, I'm just going to trail magic. And then you see pictures from the trail of it gotten, got into by a bear or something or a raccoon just tore it apart and it's everywhere. It's Yeah stay with it and when you're done take it with you so what 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 else are you doing in the in the in the trail community to stay connected in the through hiking community well i try to keep in touch with a lot of the people i've hiked with over in the off season um i'm trying to get more into winter backpacking so that because at the moment i don't really know what to do with myself in the off season other than just throw myself into work and save as much money as I can so I can get back out there in the summer and hike more. But that's proving to be very stressful and miserable. And so I'm trying to find a balance in the off season to where I can still be a part of the community because as of now, it's just been during the summer that I'm either hiking or trail angeling. So hoping to get into like some more winter backpacking. I've been trying to do the same. It's been tough though. The snow is just so freaking cold. <sighs> Drives me nuts. Um, so some we have a lot of new hikers, and I like to a lot of new hikers listening to the show, and I like to be able to give as much information to them as possible. What would you tell someone who they just went on their first real legit hike, or they're thinking about going on their first backpacking trip, or maybe they're even considering? a small through hike, the Tahoe rim trailer, maybe just go on and take on the PCT. What are some practical, some practical advice you'd give someone who's looking to start doing that for the first time? Uh, One thing I would suggest is listen to your body. Don't push yourself too fast, too soon. Uh, That tends to lead to injuries. I speak from experience. I tore my glute med and had to have hip surgery and, whole mess of issues. So definitely listen to your body. Just because somebody else is doing bigger mile days doesn't mean you have to. You have nothing to prove to anyone. Uh, be yourself. You know, research the the gear, you know. Just because one type of shoe works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. Uh, basically, it's your hike. You know, do what you want to do. <laughs> It's so easy to compare ourselves to other people. Like, oh, they're doing thirty mile days, they're doing twenty mile days. You have to, you have to do what's good for you and your body, and good for you mentally. Otherwise, it's you're you're not going to make it, and you're just going to get off trail, and you'll because you made that constant comparison, and that's just that's just not for hiking. That's in life too. Whether you're going out for your first day hike or you're trying to take on the triple crown, you do you, and you got to do what's best for you. So I like to ask through hikers this. There's this thing called uh, your trail name. You have a trail name. It's Trouble. Um, What's the story behind your trail name? I never really know how to answer that. I just tell people if they hang out with me long enough, they'll figure it out. And yeah, usually they're like, yeah, you are trouble. But it's the fun kind of trouble, not like you're going to be in trouble. (laughs) 
I think it's more of a personality trait or just like lots of little things I did that added up. But I love it. It was given to me by one of my family members and he gave a speech and then I got down on one knee and he knighted me with a trekking pole and it was part of it was videotaped and it just felt so official and I just felt like I was a new person like it was my new identity. Awesome. So closing out with everything you've been through and you've got you grew up in the outdoors you went to the city and then you got back into it ultimately how has hiking changed you oh gosh it's changed me in so many ways i i used to think i was supposed to settle down and have a family and a house in the suburbs and a college degree and a good job and just do all the things that were expected of me but that life was never for me and I was trying to put myself into a mold that I didn't fit into through hiking helped me realize what I really wanted out of life and so now I'm chasing my dreams and I'm doing what I want to do and what makes me happy and it's yeah I've never looked back I mean I plan on hiking and traveling and exploring the rest of my life it's my passion it's it's what I want out of life I don't care about material things like I used to I've learned to downsize my belongings I bought an RV that I'm currently gutting out and remodeling to live in full-time and it'll allow me to have more freedom to move around and explore and also more affordable so more money towards adventures (laughs) what new adventures do you have coming up on the horizon here well this summer my mom and i are going backpacking in iceland so i get to share my passion with her which is really exciting very cool and sky if someone wants to follow you on instagram see your adventures where would they go it's trouble period hiker trash Trouble period hiker trash on Instagram. Sky, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with our listeners. Thank you for having me. Big thank you to Sky for coming on the show, sharing your story. Um, y'all follow her on the Instagram. Following what she's doing, she's doing some really cool stuff uh, on the trail, doing trail angel work. It's just, it's so cool to have someone who's just down the road from me here in Southern Oregon. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening and following along. If you want to know what's going on with the Hiker Podcast and uh, all that fun stuff, go to hikerpodcast.com. You can also follow Hiker Podcast on Instagram. I'm going to do some more stuff on Instagram there. I basically just kind of post when the show's going. I need, I got like 3,000 followers there now. I need to do something. So, um, I'm thinking about maybe doing some, like, if, if a person's a guest on the show, giving them, like, a, you know, Instagram week takeover the week they, they're on the show. They can take over and, and post things. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Uh, you can email me, Andy at hikerpodcast.com. Also, uh, I do need to address something really quick. I've addressed this a few times, and I just need to put it out there really quick. Um, so back in the day when this podcast was first starting, when Sawyer Products first sponsored the show, uh, I was giving away free stickers and it was great. And it's something I always wanted to continue to do. Problem is sometime around midway through season three of last year, the demand got crazy high. Um, what happened was 
Hiker Podcast broke the top 100 of outdoor wilderness podcasts, which includes everything from people who really like their AK um, or AR-15s to kayakers to climbers to hunters, uh, fishermen and women. It includes all that. We, we broke the top 100. We broke the top 50. Then we broke the top 20. And then um, Apple Podcasts started featuring us on the front page. And so listenership just blew up. So the, with that became all came all these requests for stickers. And I had to stop giving away free stickers. And I know it's a bummer. I, I just... But the issue was three things. One, postage got really expensive sending out that many stickers. Two having to print so many stickers, I couldn't keep up with the demand of all the emails. I was getting so many emails and I was just like, hey, email me at Andy at hikerpodcast.com. Give me your address and I'll send you a sticker, which I was able to do for a year and a half, but I just had to unfortunately stop. Um, so there's postage, there was the demand, and then there was just the organization of it. So if you are in Southern Oregon, you can uh, go by Mountain Provisions in the plaza in Ashland. Uh, they are there. You can also um, run by REI in Medford, Oregon. I believe there are some still there in kind of the community section. Uh, I know a lot of you don't live in Southern Oregon. Like, well, how am I supposed to get a sticker? Uh, another great way to get a sticker is to support me on Patreon. There's stickers there you can you can get if you support me on Patreon. Also, I am going to be I am working with a store, a sticker store, to provide them as cheaply as possible. I don't want to. I don't want to honestly I don't want to make any money off of them um, I love actually for the stickers to support um, inclusion in the outdoors as well as um, conservation so uh, I'm looking at a few different companies that can help me do that they do the printing of the stickers they do the shipping and all the proceeds and everything go towards that which is what I really want outdoor inclusion and conservation um, that way you all can get stickers and then you're giving to a great cause um, but unfortunately I just could not keep up with that um this week though having sawyer on the show and talking with sky um reminded me just of kind of my first love of hiking my first hike i did was the pacific crest trail it was a little two and a half mile out and back the hobart bluff um and then i discovered the outdoors i discovered hiking i created the hiker podcast and then sawyer immediately jumped on board and was like hey we like what you're doing even though you have like 10 people listening um here's some money we'd like to sponsor you. And that was just absolutely epic and amazing. And I look back to these last, you know, three seasons before this, and I am in awe of you guys, the listeners and how much you've supported me and where this podcast has gone and where it's going. There's going to be a lot more great stuff coming out, a lot more diverse voices, um, some different content coming out near the end of the season with conversations and roundtables, And I'm just super excited about it. So stay tuned. Make sure you follow me. Andy at Andy Films and Hikes on Instagram. Um, and of course, you can support me on Patreon. I have a YouTube channel where I talk about uh, everyone, everything you need to know for being a new hiker or a plus size hiker. Um, this week on my YouTube channel, I'm going to be talking about shoes and uh, what kind of shoes I wear and the different options for shoes and footwear on the trail especially if you're new or a plus size hiker uh the youtube channel is called andy neal plus size hiker you can just look for it in the description of this episode or just go on youtube and put andy neal plus size hiker with that guys i'm so appreciative i thank you all so much for being so awesome to me make sure you follow sky on instagram and with that thank you for listening to this week's episode 
of the Hiker Podcast. 